It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say? Podcast time. Uh, the snow dissipating and uh, things getting back to normal. Sort of. His name is Al Timothy, as I learned. Dukes, what's up, Al? How are you? Oh, oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, Yes, uh, the snow is dissipating a little bit. I found out uh, over these last uh, day and a half that, uh, uh, did I tell you this on the warm-up, that the dog won't poop outside in the snow? You did, yes. Yeah, uh, so hopefully I find a a patch of grass that's melted, where it's like melted down at least. Right. Uh, And so we could get that taken care of, because that would be very... um, helpful for me that would be good you need and like for a, her. you need like a heater that can melt oh. a little patch for you like take out a blow dryer like a portable battery operated blow dryer yes exactly right so i'm very thrown off uh, for this podcast jerry because of uh, my battles with uh, maggie during the during the show because I, I was very flustered the minute i uh, read her tweet and then i got all flustered about it then i knew she was coming on and i was trying to and it's exhausting trying to like Trying to make your point without saying something that someone can twist and Correct. make you seem like a terrible person. Yeah, it was a it's very impossible. That was, was a dangerous topic to get into a fiery conversation about. Right. Now, I don't necessarily mean the matter at hand, which was the tweet about Sandy Alderson. I meant the direction it was heading in, and emotions run hot. And sometimes, you know, I do believe this. A lot of people will say, you know, if you say something, you meant it. I don't. I actually don't believe that. I really haven't. Sometimes people just say things to say things, and to um, words just come out sometimes, especially when you're not thinking correctly. Right. And that was a that was a dangerous topic. I thought you handled it relatively well. She made her point. You made yours. The problem with conversations like that is that there's no end to it because you're not going to change her mind. She's not going to change your mind, and around and around we go. Yeah, and we had two different topics to go round and round. Yeah, on. I thought the first one was handled relatively well, though. I do as well. She, you know, while that you, was the you, Mickey Calloway, uh, Sandy Alderson situation, and if it was Sandy Alderson's fault right. at all. But the second conversation was just there was no point to the conversation because it wasn't going anywhere, and to this right now it hasn't gone anywhere. Right, um, and those are frustrating talks to have. And that you know Eddie made the comment that that's you know old Mike and the Mad Dog style. Yeah, they made a living and made a lot of money doing that, just arguing back and forth, back and forth. And to me, the question is, how do you deal with it going forward? Some days they did it well, <laughs> some days they didn't. They didn't talk to each other for ni- for literally nine weeks. Yeah, um, so it was interesting. But I can I understand the frustration. It's almost a better conversation to have behind closed doors, especially when you know the person you're talking to. Yeah, but I also feel like we that we do a disservice to the art of talk radio by not having these conversations on the air because everyone is so afraid. Like that's what we loved growing up. That's what we loved about talk radio. That 
we would have these battles on the air. Yeah, well, you're not allowed anymore. Uh, yes, and then and, and that that bothers me. You gotta if you offend someone, you're gonna pay for it. Right. You know, right or wrong. I mean, that's just the the way it is. I mean, that's a topic that I'm I'm steering clear of. Right, but, the, but 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 in an era where you know people want radio to improve and looking forward to build an audience, that's how you that's how you do it. That's how it improves. That's how you build an audience. But you can't have people afraid to have arguments and discussions on the air, and that's right. the era we're in right now. That so is that's why talk radio is not at the top of the food chain right now. Very true. I'm not going to argue with you at all because it will come back to the conversation you and I have had many, many times. Risk, reward. I mean, right. I, honestly, I have a family. i got to put two kids through college. And I'm not saying this topic, any topic. If it's a controversial topic, what's the what's the reward for going balls in, if you will? Right. Like, I'm not getting a, I'm not getting a bonus. What ratings might tick up slightly that one moment? Okay. The risk is you lose everything. Yeah, I like actually had everything. that conversation. I had that conversation with Craig recently because he, I forget, I honestly forget what the topic was. Maybe it was, uh, it was, it was the Jared Porter stuff. Okay. And he had uh, called me. The it was the morning that we first had the Jared Porter stuff, and then they were going to get it in the afternoon. And Craig said, "Wow, you guys uh, didn't have fun with that Jared Porter stuff like I thought you would." And I said, "Well." I go, here's the thing. We can sit here forever and have decent ratings. Or you can try to get higher ratings but risk everything, and it's not worth it. And I said the same thing. I said, because he said, oh, I thought Gio would have done this, this. I said, Gio has got a kid, a wife. He's a young guy. He's doing really well. What's in it for him to do it? Right, and, and but but that yeah, and, and you're answering the, you're absolutely answering your own question. Yeah, but that that's so tough. Like having grown up on '90s, 1990s talk radio, and what it was. It's not you that know, anymore. Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony. Right, right. It's very vanilla is probably a good word in a lot of cases. Very vanilla, you know. And you're and it's partly because you really need to. Um, satisfy the masses like you can't and what I mean by that is you can't offend anyone right like there's there's no one really I don't think there's anyone you can offend now without hearing about it and it's I heard the conversation and again not that I listen every day I don't but you know though I listen to Stern a little bit because I have it in the car I caught probably 10 minutes of an interview he did with Kevin Hart the other day or last week. Again, I don't even maybe Yeah, three I think it was ago. this week. Okay, I don't even know that what was. That was a new one. And they had this conversation about taking chances as a comic now. And, you know, and and that's that was Kevin Hart's point is now it's different. You really have to think out your routine as opposed to just letting it fly. And he brought up the whole he was talking about Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and partly why Eddie Murphy doesn't want to go out back on tour as a comedian is because his humor is crude and it's funny and it offends everybody. And in this day and age, risk reward. He's worth a billion dollars. What's the reward to go out there and make a few people laugh again, as opposed to having your career completely go up in flames. And yet what's funny is uh, like the, the Eddie Murphy thing, like uh, Bobby who listens, Bobby listens to a lot of podcasts, a lot. Of, I think he, I think there's a Pandora channel 
where they play bits of stand-up comedy. He said they run those old Eddie Murphy bits. Oh, really? Like, I think you could probably find those on Spotify. Well, didn't Netflix put Delirious out? Yes. About six months ago? Yeah. So, but now, weird. here's the thing, though. Now, that's yeah. a, the only thing I would say about that is, and, and why Stern can do what he still does, now you're talking about a paid product. So, for yeah. instance, it's not over the air. It's not free. You really can't stumble upon it because, for you know, as an example, we have Netflix in this house. If my son, who's 10, ever stumbled upon Delirious, my fault. That is my right. fault. That's a paid that's a paid subscription that has child locks built into it as long as you're doing your job as a parent. As opposed to running delirious with a couple of bleep outs just on the radio where it's it's available for everybody to get to. So I think that's the one thing that's different why you can rerun those so you really got to go look for it. But still if there was a if if I started a campaign to get Netflix in trouble because they're running those Eddie Murphys. I, I could get some movement on that. You might be able to with your, I would say with your following on social media, you might be able to. Yeah. Cause they were getting in trouble Netflix for. Yeah. There they was a put, series, right? They, they put had... out a series. It was about like children dancing or children gymnastics, something weird where yeah. they felt like they were sexualizing children and they were asked to take it down and they didn't take it down. Now they, right. They could have easily caved in and, and taken it down, but right. they, they didn't. Gave their they reasons stood up. why they didn't. Right. Yeah. But not a lot of places are like that. I would say if you want to speak your mind, you have to go to satellite radio. And even there, I'm not even so sure. Well, like Howard has advertisers. Of course he does. You know. So, but uh, I'm saying, but it's a paid, sub, but it's still a paid service yeah. and subscription, and it's not. Like, if you say something today, people can go right to the, what's it called? The, um, Jesus God, the FCC. Right. You say something on Sirius, no one can go to the FCC. They don't yeah, but a lot of t- yeah, but a lot of times now what people are losing careers over is not FCC-related fines. They're, they're it's more si- than takes. Yeah. It's uh, racial or sexual. Or, sure. So that's why Howard has scrubbed all of those old shows of any references to things that are not PC these days. You will never hear a show from the 90s where he's going crazy like he used to go. Really? I didn't You'll know never hear the shows when the LA riots were going on, when the OJ Simpson thing was going on. You'll never hear those. Right. Because they're not PC in today's world. And even though they were done in 1992, yeah, sure. 93-94, right. he'll get in trouble for it today. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize all those were gone. It's also very hard to, you know, one of the things like I was arguing with Maggie about is, is without saying you're being a hypocrite, this idea that if you're against one thing, you should be against another thing. And in the sports world, it is kind of, it is difficult to, to do that, especially if you're going to be somebody that has guests on, because there are a lot of people with bad pasts. Yes. In and the, the sports more you world. dig, the more we're finding. Right. So I immediately, before I even knew they were having Lawrence Taylor on today, because that's a slam dunk easiest thing I could have walked into, I was like, let me see who they've had on recently, and let me look at their past. So, And it is easy to do because it's so prevalent. And I don't know why it's so prevalent in the sports world. Because not just the sports world. It's life. Look around. It's everywhere. There's, you know, We had that whole... 
you know, it was a fun conversation. We're joking around, but that whole the whole divorce rate thing, it, that's real life. And so the sports world is what we're dealing with right now. But look at entertainers. Look at all the crap that goes on with, you know, actors, you know, having affairs with their nannies and, you know, all the different. I mean, who was it? Matt Lauer. Look at that mess. I mean, it's not just sports. It's everywhere. But it's it's and it's statistics. You've got thousands and thousands of sports figures. They're no better than you and me. They just have a little bit more talent and they make more money. But they're flawed people like everybody else. Right. But that's the world we're living in right now is the sports world. It was also interesting, too. So I had some people on Twitter after the Maggie conversation where they yelled at me that I would never have talked over a man host like I talked over Maggie. That's not true. Right. So, okay, so now if I treat Maggie differently because she's a woman, that's wrong. And if I talk over her, I'm treating her that way because, she, again, what what is the right answer? It's also simply not true. Right. Because I you treated have Maggie talked like, over. <laughs> right. I talked over Boomer in the first segment when I heard him t- t- talking about Sandy Alderson right. should have had some responsibility for this. It was making me crazy. Exactly. No, exactly. Just, because you I, can't please everybody. Everybody's got different opinions. And I can tell you right now, just at, I put a fun, I, I was just trying to be funny. I put one of those uh, gifs out of a guy eating popcorn getting set for you versus Maggie. I just <laughs> yes. thought it'd be funny. And then as you were talking to her, I mean, just go down the list of the responses. One guy thinks you are dead on right. The next guy, Maggie shouldn't even talk to this clown. The next guy, Maggie should quit. The next guy, Al sounds like he's four years old. Get him off the radio. His points are stupid. I know. It's (laughs) absurd. You can't please everybody. Right. You know know what I was actually searching today? I don't know why. You Googled something interesting? I was Googling the whole opinion thing of from this everybody's got their right to their own opinion there's no question about it but what you've done this with me long enough what's the one thing that irks the hell out of me more than anything is when people talk about a subject that they have literally no clue what they're discussing yes there's nothing because to me your opinion is worthless that would like that would be like me having an opinion on the stock market. I don't know the first thing about the stock market. So even though it's my opinion, what is it worth? Right. And so that's kind of this conversation. People have opinions about things whether they know what they're talking about or they don't. They everybody's different. And you're never going to please everybody. Everybody's not going to see this to see things the same way. And it's just and everybody's got a platform. And everybody can just look at the LeBron thing last night. Right. I mean, what is that? The guy's playing basketball, and you got some fool because he's worth t- ten figures screaming at him on the court for what? Like, what are we doing as a society? Oh, it's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> I, I I hate everybody. I really. Yeah. It is just the worst. And yet, people can be the greatest things ever, and they can have the best gestures. And be look at what Barstool did for the businesses in trouble. Yes. Like we come together at times. And then when things are good, everybody wants to F everybody. It's like, God, just the worst. Hmm. Strange. There's no other way to put it. It's just the human behavior is just strange. It is uh, inconsistent. Oh, another thing I don't like is inconsistencies. Yeah, I think that's my biggest one. Although I'm sure if I looked at my... uh my world i have some inconsistencies as well you do but i think yeah i would agree with that and i would have to think about it 
because I know I've said that to myself on a couple of occasions. <laughs> but, 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 I think if, because I don't think anybody is 100% consistent in everything they do in their life, I would think you'd be at that top tier of people that live your life the same similar way with the same similar views. Yeah. And the same similar opinions on things. But, yes, I think there have been some inconsistencies along the way. I don't know there's any question about that. Right. But you well, would be, be the other way, more so. I'll be tuning in to uh, Lawrence Taylor today, 1 o'clock. We'll so now am I supposed to play clips it. of this tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, I, I, here's what I would say. If it, if it, uh, if the stuff that was covered on Boomer and Geo today comes up there, then maybe. Okay, that's fair. That's we fair. don't need his take on the Giants or the Bucks. You don't want to get his take on Tom Brady's career? I don't care. Right. Um, another question. Does he probably even pay attention to it anymore? I don't know. He's. An, I know he's a... Um, I, he, I don't know if he still is, but I know he used to play 54 holes of golf every day. Nice. So I don't know how much he's paying attention to the NFL, to be quite honest. He's a, he's a crazy golfer. Um, as someone that used to actually go to work and yes. has been through these snowstorms, what am I doing? How do I get to work tomorrow in terms of where do I park my little car with all the snow? I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's a good question. Gio said he parked on a mountain of uh, snow today that he brought his uh, F-150 in. Yeah, I don't have my truck anymore. I don't know what to do. And I honestly, I don't want to work here. I don't want to be home tomorrow from work. I can't do what I need to do. And I'm, I was very frustrated the last couple of days. Yeah. As you saw in the warm-up show when I sent the wrong st- – that is software. It's terrible. I don't know what to do tomorrow. I'm, well, uh, boom, I feel like we, we did always used to think of this, and then yet somehow we would always go and park in the city. I don't know where we would park if we would just park – Next to piles of snow, but remember, like, we used to somehow park. I don't know how either. Yeah, we used to walk blocks and blocks and blocks, though, which I yeah. haven't done in years and years and years now. <laughs> you try to get in a spot that's – what we would do is try to get in a spot that someone had already been in and smushed the snow down. Yes, but I got to make sure there's a shovel in the trunk just in right. case I need to – Oh, you need a shovel, Jerry. Because then you get plowed in and then you're stuck. Right. Which yes. has also happened to me in the past. Yeah, Bobby just told me, uh, I was talking to him, uh, you know, he lives way up north in uh, Wappingers Falls. Yes. He says that the plow keeps just <laughs> plowing in his driveway. I know. That happened to me. <laughs> so I did. I snowblowed my um, driveway twice yesterday, both times, right as I finished, the plow came, and I wanted to strangle the guy. Right, because then it's just a giant block of ice. Yeah. Now, I'm not shoveling, so it's not it's not nearly as bad. But it's just, it still takes time, and it's yeah. out there freezing. Uh, and as soon as we're done, as soon as I'm done at 11, i got to go out and do it again. Yeah. It was snowing all morning like crazy. Oh, yeah. So, whatever. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show then. Oh, yeah. It's feisty. That was Actually, feisty as well? Not really. Not it really. Was, that, was be- that was before, that was the build-up to your feistiness. Right. So, that was I good. I did reference the Maggie side. tweet. Yes, we did. In the, in the warm-up. Exactly. Uh, that is next. And we will see you on a Wednesday tomorrow if you can shovel your way out. We're still below. <laughs> I'll be here right, somehow. All right. All right. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. And hopefully today will be one of those days. A few minutes after 5 o'clock, Tuesday morning, as I again join you from New Jersey. Al Jackson Dukes down the Jersey Shore in Bradley Beach. The Eddie Scazzeri in the studio in New York City. What is up, gentlemen? Al, how are you? Oh, good morning, Jerry. You're joining us from the great state of New Jersey. I am. I went to bed at 4.45 yesterday all and right. slept all the way to my alarm at 3.45. Nice. And the family let you do it and the cats let you do it, Jerry, because normally the cats will, will jump on your chest. They'll, oh, uh, who's outstanding. They'll smack you in the face with their paws, try to get you. What about that treat that they like at like 2 o'clock in the morning hey, or you 1 know o'clock what? in the morning? I have no idea. All I know is I slept the entire way. No one woke me up. I did my snow snow blowing yesterday. Yeah, snow blowing. Twice, by the way. Two snow blowers. There was so much snow. So eleven. I went Mike out did of, as well. Mike uh, tweeted about this yesterday. He had to do uh, two different snow blowing yes, situations. And I got to go out again today after the show snow because blowing, we got yeah. more snow. Hmm. Not good. Yeah, not good, Jerry. Uh, Big news since that I woke up to. Not sure when this broke yesterday, but um, the Mickey Calloway situation. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, of course, was the manager here with the Mets. He was a pitching coach with the uh, Cleveland Indians. He's a pitching coach, I uh, believe, again with the uh, Angels. So far, Jerry, I've nailed this so far. Yes, so far we've got no uh, no issues. All right, this came out of The Athletic, which once again proves that uh, you don't need a pre- subscription to The Athletic. When they write a big story, all the other newspapers just write the story and sum up the article for you. There you go. Uh, five women, five female reporters uh, to The Athletic uh, accused Mickey Calloway of sexual misconduct, including sending shirtless photos... And and he requested some nude pics. And in one instance, the article says, he thrust his crotch near a woman's face while she attempted to conduct an interview. Now, this my here's my here's my question. Right. Um a lot seems to be I mean, it's not one, it it's five reports. Yeah, five. So that's a that's a major issue. Number two, um a lot of emails, which means there's a trail. An email sent from his Mets yeah. email account. Yes. New, I believe it was more than a dozen. Numerous. Um, the one about the thrust, I mean, I, listen, I don't know how that happened, unless that was a private one-on-one interview. Probably. I would like to think if that happened, someone would have seen it. So I'll put that one to the side for All a moment. All right. Let's put aside the thrusting of the crotch. The it's rest the of side. them. The rest of them, it's got to be there. Like, they must have it. Well, I already saw uh, KFC on uh, Barstool over there at uh, on Twitter had uh, some of the a couple of text messages about uh, Mickey wanting to uh, if, if asking a woman uh, what's a good way for him to relax. Uh, there's nothing bed. wrong with that. Well, the way it's worded it, is not great. I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't see yeah. it. I'm, I, my point is, if you're trying to defend it. You know, is there a smoking gun? I would think there have to be, just from the emails and the text. The one that said, and this sounds like him. We heard him talk for so much. You must, you would, you probably look yummy on tequila. Yeah. What? You probably look yummy on tequila. Yeah. This. Uh, here's what we're really finding out. There are a lot of scuzzballs in the world that don't take you, no for an answer. That, well, that also that you like. There's so many scuzzballs. Like, even guys you think are not scuzzballs. Like, Mickey Calloway didn't give uh, any indication that he was a scuzzball. He was going to love his players. He was 
enjoyed a jovial laugh every now and then. Seemed like Jay. the nicest guy in the world. Seemed like the nicest guy in the world. And this is my fascination with serial killer documentaries and just murder documentaries. This idea that they're that the that people can be two completely different people, like a public persona and then creepy personal persona. Sure. And it's a very odd thing, and that's why I'm interested in those TV shows where because like, your mind and your and your experiences take you in different directions. Yeah, but I also have a problem with, and I'll use our own Maggie Gray as an example, just because I had asked her on Twitter just now. Although I imagine she's not awake at five oh seven a.m. <laughs> but this idea that now, like, we we are in this idea where we always blame somebody else for somebody else's failures. So now. And Maggie is going after uh, uh, Sandy Halterson. What do you... She wrote... She, uh, she said, um, Sandy Alderson on Jared Porter. And she used the quote from Sandy Alderson. I don't think this reflects a fundamental flaw in the process. I think this is a very unfortunate circumstance that we wish we knew about but didn't. And then she goes, so, about that process. And then links the new article. What do we want Sandy I Alderson I don't to uncover in an interview? The, here's the only way that you could have uncovered this. Before you hired him, I would like to see every record of your text messages and your emails. Right. Prior to right now. The no guy, one does that. He's married Mickey Calloway. Right. His wife, I'm sure, did not know. But you I want agree. Sandy Alderson to know what's going I, on? I agree. I, how about we just blame the idiot here, and that's right. Maggie Calloway. Correct. And stop. I, I couldn't agree. And that, that was, Maggie can have her own take. That's fine. I'm with you, 100%. Let's blame the guy who actually committed whatever you want to call right. it. Crime. The not inappropriateness. The, right word, the inappropriate behavior. Let's blame him. Yes. And not, so, I mean... Again, because the only way against that is that before you hire a single person, I don't care if it's the manager, if it's a pitching coach, if it is a trainer, you now are going to require and fully documented from your cell phone carrier so you can match up all the text messages and make sure none are missing, I need to see every single text message you have ever sent in the last 25 years, and I need a record of every email that you have exchanged. Or you need Come a- on now. Or you need a reporter to go to the Mets or to Major League Baseball. At the time. Okay, Major League Baseball says they have zero uh, reports on right. Ricky Galloway. Meantime, he was in the news as interviewing for the job. He got the job. He was yes. the Met manager for a while. And if this happened in Cleveland, now you can say, well, maybe one of the you know, one of the reporters was alone and was afraid. They waited for more people. That's fine. I get that. But let's take the blame away from Sandy Alderson. Right. I totally agree with you. So I, so I I get it. I don't know why we're looking for we're looking for other people to lay the blame at the foot of, and there's there's no reason for it. It's Mickey Calloway. That's it. It's Mickey right. Calloway. So I responded to Maggie Gray's tweet, and I wrote, "Any suggestions on how they could have uncovered the Mickey Calloway stuff? Lots of scuzzy people out there, apparently. But what could Sandy have done better specifically? Like, give me a specific. I agree. Well, that's the it's problem. Our society. To, it's easy to throw. A, he, they met should have done this or should have. What specifically could Sandy Alderson have done? I guess the only answer would be what I said, or you're going to have to hire a private investigator before you hire but, anybody. Right, but a private investigator wouldn't even uncover that. 
Well, can, uh, how how could the private investigator have uncovered? I have no idea. This because he can't. You can't I'm, get people's cell phone. I'm records. trying to answer the question with an absurd answer. I got you. Because I don't think there is a legit answer unless you're going to pour millions of dollars right. into looking into someone's past beyond what you've got. That's what references are for. You know, when you go for a job interview, not that I've had one in a while, nor have you, but I've, I've had one or two. They want references. We've been right. references. And the whole point of that is for character reasons and issues. Someone ref- that's going to step up and, and speak on your behalf. But those are dumb, too, because we always Agreed. We, get the, we get the people who yes. are going to get. I, I mean, has anyone ever called the job reference and the guy go, I wouldn't hire this guy. Total clown. Of course not. But right. I, my point is, like, that's I, I think that's as far as you can go unless you're going to pour millions of dollars into something. And, and think about how many candidates you have. Like the Mets didn't just interview Sandy Alder. Um, excuse me, Mickey Calloway. They interviewed other candidates. They just hired Carlos Beltran and fired him. You know how many other candidates there were for that job? Right. So you're going to what? I, I mean, you're talking about. I think it's it's you can't answer the question. So I'm with you. Blame Mickey. That's who right. you blame. The this creep is that did Mickey's what they did. fault. You creep. What, am, what amazes me is. And this was, and what was the other one that we had the the Jared Porter. Jared one? Porter. This is what I don't get. I, I, I I'll, never, I'll never understand it. It's one thing if you're being a little flirty. Okay, fine. But once one goes unanswered, like that's it. Like why would you ever go beyond that? Right now it becomes like you're harassing them. One woman said she got uh, a month's worth of Mickey Calloway shirtless photos. With no response. With no response. A like, month. Why what would about... you continue to do that, you psychopath? What about this shirtless photo? Is this going to get it done? And how many times do you ask for a nude photo and not yeah. have someone respond to where you, just, where you realize, hmm, you know what? Maybe this isn't such a good idea. You idiot. <laughs> that and using that. Like, he was using his Mets email. Oh. I mean, just... Mickey Calloway at Mets.com. Here's a wow. shirtless photo of me. Weirdo. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, it is just... Uh, it, some guys, I mean, just, people don't think. I mean, and don't, they don't take no for an answer. Yeah. I mean, is that... What do you think that is? That's the power trip? Well, I'm the Mets manager. That's what they say, that it's a power trip, I guess. But everybody I, I thought know. he was a goofball. Right. I mean, this isn't Bill Parcells who walked around like, you know... He was this authoritarian figure. Mickey Calloway, everybody mocked him for being a goofball. Ay, ay, ay. Now, Mickey Calloway says he released a statement. Any relationship in which I engaged has been consensual. And my yeah, with conduct, himself. My conduct uh, was in no way intended to be disrespectful to any women involved. I am married, and my wife has been made aware of these general allegations. Well, that's got to uh, be some conversation. Uh, that's not a good conversation. Oh, tomorrow in the news uh, might come up that I sent shirtless <laughs> photos to five different female reporters. Right, now, so now here's the next question. All right, Mick, did you? Well, hold on. Let me see if those pictures are still out there. <laughs> right. Because, Jesus, I mean, you got to be kidding me. I don't know, man. I, I, and you, know what's, you know what's crazy about this is I was reading it thinking and re- understand what I'm saying here. All right, Jerry. It's almost like we've seen this how many times now? I know. It's constant. And I'm sitting That's there thinking. That's what I mean. It's, like, oh, it's, this, it's over and over again. Like, do, pe- do people don't learn it's. I just what is wrong with people? Hmm. Uh, I you know. I'm, I'm gonna want to look for the one. Uh, this was from uh, 
this is allegedly a Mickey Calloway uh, text that, that I see that uh, Kevin from Barstool has. Uh, this is him, uh, Mickey, writing to a, a female reporter. Our sleep doctor in Cleveland said you should always sleep naked, healthier for your skin, and rest much better. Have to let that perfect skin breathe. No response. Then he writes, okay, time for me to get in my big comfy bed and relax. Just have to figure out what method of relaxation will help me sleep. Ha ha. Oh, boy. Now, are we, we're sure that there were no responses, right? Um, and I sure. only say that because I'll go back to my original yeah. my original point. At what point do you understand that they're not interested? Yeah, and I guess guys don't get the hint. Here's the hint. No response. Right. Like, again, you cross the line from flirty to harassing very quickly. Ay, ay, ay. Jason Waterfalls, Jerry, on Twitter suggests, uh, what about a polygraph test for everybody we hire? And we just ask every nah, it's insane not, it's question. It's I like the idea. I love a good polygraph you test. You can do it, but it doesn't mean anything. Hook them up. Oh, do yeah, they don't even, they they don't don't even mean anything. Yeah, they, don't even, they mean something to me. It, it's real to me, damn it. All right, well, good. Then when you have your Al's Boring Coffee, you will put yeah. every person you, you employ <laughs> through a polygraph Definitely. test. Yeah, put them right through. I would I would use that in court. I know they don't let you use polygraphs in court. No, because you can lie right through them. But what's weird is, you know, watching all these murder mystery shows, they let people, like, they don't consider you guilty with a polygraph, but they let a lot of people off because of a polygraph. They'll be like, he's not a suspect. He passed the polygraph. So yeah. I don't think you could have it both ways. That that shouldn't be. I'm with you. That shouldn't be. By the way, if you have Al's boring coffee, yeah, uh, it's going to cost you roughly a thousand dollars per polygraph test for every potential person. Well, I'll just buy my own polygraph test. And I'll go to school for it. Why don't I do that? That would be a cool side hustle, Jerry. Side hustle? Yeah, side hustle. That's where you make extra money on the side I've of your full time job. I'm a polygraph guy. No worries. You can get a polygraph machine for twenty three hundred seventeen dollars. That sounds right. like a very I that's would a good say investment. that's a very cheap investment, I think. Plus, I'd be the only guy in town with a polygraph, and men and women could hire me to question their significant others. Now you I could can... be hired by job places. That'd be so awesome. Well, you could also go into business with uh, private investigators. Yes. By the way, you can get a polygraph kit for much less than that, but I think no. you want to get a no, good I want quality the good one. one. I want a good one. You get one for 200 bucks on Amazon. I don't think you want that. This like one looks great... good. Ed Turian. Jerry, did you ever touch your own butt? $2,317. I'm sure that's going to be at 10 a.m. We'll hear that again. Um, (laughs) It's on special. It's really $2,500. Right now, I want to buy right now. I need a good one, Jerry. It's on sale for $2,300. I'm going to run everyone through it. Everyone goes through it. Maybe then you could get on the Met payroll going forward. Yeah, it could be on everybody. Polygraph tests. Hmm. LLC. <laughs> LLC, yes, and a .com. Oh, man. All right, well, let's take our first weird break. Wi- Jerry, it's been a weird, wild stuff that I woke up to today. I got another weird, wild stuff I woke up to today about uh, concerning uh, basketball, a 25-year-old gal, and LeBron James. Yeah, Eddie, by the Not way. Eddie, sexual in nature, by the way. Eddie, did you get my um, my email yet with the clips I sent? Yes. All right. Can you have those LeBron ones ready so that when we do the story on the other side, we can get some reaction from LeBron? And where are the pictures we were supposed to see, Eddie? I'm doing a dog dying dedication. What pictures? The pictures, Jerry. You know what I'm talking about. The Casey Kasem bit. 
Casey Kasem oh. bit from 100 years ago that no one knows about anymore. Right. It's supposed to come just, out of a song. Eddie, and a, it's a story yeah. about a dead dog. I know. Dead I've, dog. You're coming out of an up-tempo song. I've heard. All right, I'm quick break. Just getting started. A lot to do here in the hour. It's Al and Jerry. The warm-up show until 6. Boomer and Geo. then on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, let's talk Moron. All right, 525, off to a good start. Not a great story, of course, but we did discuss Mickey Calloway in the first segment. And then there's another weird story from sports, not to have anything to do with one another, but it is an odd story when you've got the best player in the history of the world. <laughs> Maybe not, but you get the point. He's the best Michael player Jordan. on the planet right now. Right. I'm giving, making a point. Uh, right now, he's the best player on the planet. His name is LeBron James. And there were actually fans in Atlanta... And he got into it with a couple of them. A little bit of a fan interaction last night, Jerry. So uh, evidently what went down was uh, a woman. She's uh, 25 years old, I found out, when I when I looked at all of her videos. I was videos. surprised. That's all she was. Yeah. So her, and she's married. She's got a husband. Uh, supposedly she says that her husband uh, loves the Atlanta Hawks. They go to Hawks games when they can. And uh, her husband has a problem with LeBron James. So he said something to LeBron. LeBron said something to her husband. This woman did not like the disrespect she felt LeBron was giving to her husband. So she got up and yelled at LeBron. He supposedly yelled at her. They all were tossed. And a brouhaha almost ensued. There was no brouhaha at all. She Verbal brouhaha, Jerry. Uh, Eddie, play, clip, play LeBron clip two, please. This is in response to all this. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. Um, there was a, 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 you know, a back and forth between two grown men. <laughs> and then she's and, and which, uh, uh, and, you know, we said our piece. He said his piece. I said my piece. And then he and then when someone else jumped into it and, and said their piece. Oh um, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't think they were, you know, should have been kicked out. Um, but they might have had a couple of drinks maybe, and they could have probably kept it going, and the game wouldn't have been about the game no more. So I think the referees did what they had to do. Um, and <laughs> I, that's I mean, enough. That's enough. It's, it's, that, wait, time out. I sent you a twenty-five second clip. Uh, yeah. Family. No, it was longer than that. I sent you hmm. five clips. Yes, yeah, 63 seconds, 57 seconds, 41, 30, nice. and 19. Yeah, that's the Jerry style. He loves the, he's a long clip guy. It, I, you, it must have not saved Jerry. Clearly, because they should have all been less than eight seconds. But LeBron seemed to like the interaction based oh, on that uh, very long clip we just now. played. Yeah, no, he did. Now I'm annoyed. Uh, he did, very much so. He had no issue with it. The one thing that's... How's that home studio work? Shut up, Eddie. I hate, I hate this. I hate being home doing this. It's the worst. Oh, God. You're very angry because now about this. Yes, the, I'll tell you why. It, this is why, Al. All because right. it took me 10 minutes to find the clip number one. Yes. 
Then I had to record the clip off a stupid little digital recorder, then put the clip into the computer system, and then use some Fakakta editing software to clip it up and send it to Eddie. And then what I think I sent him is nothing more than eight seconds. He tells me I sent him a 57-second clip. The clip Six, wasn't even 57 seconds. 63-second clip, Jerry. That's a minute three oh. in my book. That's a very long clip. But listen, you got what you want out of it. You heard LeBron saying he enjoyed the back and forth. He didn't want them to get kicked out. But I saw a lot. This woman on her getting kicked out, she was in the uh, the tunnel of the uh, arena, and she was doing the selfie videos for her social media, of which I've seen all of them now. And she was claiming that no one disrespects her husband. And she told LeBron she used the F word at him. Then she claims LeBron told her to sit down, B word. Yes, I was going to say. And we have her on audio, and I'll, I'll play this. Oh, Maybe, yeah. Perhaps I'll send Eddie a, you know, a four-minute clip. Um, but we do have her saying that. I would wonder if that's the bigger issue than any of it. Which one? The way he spoke to her. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw some video of LeBron, and I saw I was trying to read his lips. I, and you I didn't don't see it. I didn't see him calling her the B word. Okay, you know, good. she may she may just be um, adding stuff in. Okay, good. But Jerry, what? And the wife defending the husband? You got to like that. I, I mean, would you feel less manly if your wife had to stick uh, yeah, up for I you pref- in a fight with I, LeBron? You'd prefer to fight your own fights. I'd prefer just to. When I you're heckling it. athletes, Jerry, you prefer to do well, it on your own. First of all, I don't heckle athletes. Number one, right, I never I mean, that's have. A, what a fool that guy is! And I never would. It's actually kind of Me embarrassing, neither. personally. Right. But um. But yeah, I would say he's having a go. He's having a back and forth with LeBron. Let him have his moment. Now it's about yeah. her. Well, she didn't like. She thinks LeBron dissed her husband in whatever he said. What do you say? So Sit down, she, fool. Whatever. Now she got in the mix, Jerry. Yeah, and she's now become the star. Yeah, that's why part of me like doesn't even want to play her because she's going to become a star from it. Because but it's, it's not, not it's about fun. her. Yeah. Yeah, right. We don't. I didn't see any video from her husband. No, because her husband's having a good time. LeBron was having a good time going back and forth with him, and then she's she gets in the, gets involved, gets herself thrown out. The game stops. It's like just let it be. All I can think about is what do these folks do for a living? She's twenty five. <laughs> she's twenty five, married and sitting courtside. Uh, yeah. Hmm. How much those tickets cost? Yeah, that's what I'm Even wondering. What's the husband do for a living? What does she do for a living? They only let, they're only letting 1,700 people into the building in Atlanta. Yeah. That ticket against the Lakers has to be a fortune. Exactly right against the Lakers, no no doubt. Right, they're not playing the Kings. I'd like to see them get together, LeBron and this woman, to hash it out. Let's uh, let bygones be bygones. LeBron enjoyed the interaction. She's going to get some internet fame from it. Let, uh, we all win, Jerry. She when only gets something like this happens if we give it to her. Yeah, I say we give it to her. It's good stuff. No, it's fun not video clips. This is what's wrong with society right now. People running around with their stupid cameras, yeah, and their phones. Oh, look at me! Look at me! Shut up! Oh. Well, they're either running around with their their phones, or they're at home sending uh, shirtless photos of themselves. I mean, I'll tell you, man. So well, these phones I, I, are really getting people in trouble. I want to go back and live in the year sixteen forty. Sixteen forty? No plumbing, Jerry. Oh. Yeah, no. Listen, there's a lot of not uh, things not happening back then, Eddie. I'm well aware. No bathing. <laughs> Trust me, it's a joke when I say that. But yeah, just a simpler time. This a this very simpler is, time, Jerry. Nineteen forty. Meh. Yeah, World I like War the, II. Yeah. I, don't know, so I like the, the 50s. Right, Jerry? The 1950s. Yeah, then you get you and I, for the Vietnam War. Yeah, that. Well, whatever whatever. right after the Vietnam War was, that would have been cool. 74? 
74. 74 or 75. I forget when the fall of Saigon was. 74 or 75. I think 75, actually. I feel like, though, in the 50s, Jerry, you, me, and Eddie, we could have hung out in uh, a, a diner with our cool Chevys. And, our, and have our cigarettes yeah. on sleeve. Yep, roll up the cigarettes in our uh, white T-shirts. I would have been in the beatnik club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie would have wore one of those those poet hats with his ponytail. Jerry, you would have been a star athlete. <laughs> oh, sure. Quarterback. <laughs> I would have I been. Sm- I would have been part of the greasers. Where you I would have been a greaser. Huh? Yeah, I would have come to your games, but I've been uh, hanging out with my greaser friends with our slicked back hairs. I would have been on my music. motorcycle. We'd have matching leather jackets. Yeah, we'd all have ja- right with our Al's with our boring lo- gang <laughs> with our logo on the back. This gang of one. Yeah, but we wouldn't have our phones. It'd be like. How do we call Jerry? I don't know. Call his house and see if anyone answers. Isn't that something? I think the Mortensons have a phone. <laughs> have them run next door. We can't reach Jerry. Do you know in the hotel room I had in, uh, where was I? Where was I just? You were in ago? Michigan. Oh, yeah. Chicago. No, I wasn't. Where was I? No. You were in Chicago. I was in Northwestern, right? Jesus. The, the phones in the room were rotary phones. Nice. It was it was like a throwback <laughs> hotel. It was cool. I'm like, yeah. looking at this phone, I'm like, my kids wouldn't even know what the hell this is. Yeah. Right. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. They, they have a video series on YouTube of that where they like show kids old technology and ask oh, sure. them to, to ask them to use it. They don't know like what is. But this? you know what's not fair about that though? If you show us stuff from the 1800s, we wouldn't know what it is either. Right. Like how to use this loom? Right. I don't even know what a loom is. <laughs> Me right. Either. So exactly the point. I'm not even so sure I could figure out how to use a compass. Sadly. Yeah, I would have no idea. No idea. <laughs> go go west. Okay. Right. Which way am I? Dur- which way am I pointing though? Well, you Eddie, have a you have a compass app on your phone, probably. Eddie talks that way though too. Like when you talk to him about New York City parking, you're, Walk he's four like blocks I'm, east. I'm parked. <laughs> I'm parked on the west side of Charlton. What I just does don't that know mean? what that means. Am I on the right side or the left side? <laughs> Southeast corner of yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that. I, yeah, it's sad. I carry the compass orientation in my head. It all is the sad because no one knows what you're talking about. It could be you. Oh, God. All right, mm. quick break. Half oh. past the hour. Oh, 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 yeah, going oh, quickly oh. here. Uh, maybe we'll go to seven today. Who knows? All right, seven uh, no, we well, won't. after we play all the LeBron cuts, it will Shut be up, seven. Eddie. <laughs> I cannot believe those clips are that long. I'm, you just ruined my morning. I did. Just a mere 63-second clip from LeBron, Jerry. We, oh. we really got, got to hear, though, what was going on. Shut up, Al. Half past five, a little beyond that, actually. And then at six o'clock, Boomer and Geo join us. It's a messy Tuesday here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. You know who I think has it best? The Probably the smartest person in the room, and there's only three of us, so really, and none of us are even in the same room. But in this room that we have right now on the radio. Virtual Eddie's, room, Jerry. Eddie Scazzeri. He's the smartest guy in the room. How's that? And no Twitter, no Instagram, no Facebook, no crap, no nonsense. Right. Now... Eddie could send shirtless photos via email, I suppose, on or the, text uh, message. Yeah, Eddie's not a te- yeah. You're he right. He does. He does he have it. Text me. He does have it. I just I don't look at him as a texter though, because sometimes you text Eddie and he gets back to you literally three days later. Yeah. Um, when he sees it, but I suppose, but still, he has at least minimized the avenues to screw himself and be stupid. Correct. Smartest man in the room. Eddie Very Cesare. smart. And if. And Al, you know me and what I say in the control room sometimes, you know, not yeah. in the spirit of meanness, but just being funny and hilarious. But Yes, uh, being very hilarious. Which, be, in print, sometimes does not look so good. Oh, my God, does, I would have been Does fired. not hold up. Yeah, right. does not hold up. You need, the whole, you need the full context sometimes. When someone says something, you need to hear yes. it and see the facial expression. 
as opposed to just writing it, which can be interpreted in many different ways. Jerry, alert Twitter follower and show listener who goes by the name I'll Be Brief sent me a photo and some information on the woman that got into it with LeBron James last night. Her name is Juliana Carlos. She's 25, Jerry. I said she was very young, and I was curious about her husband. She could be your daughter. Mm, Not likely, Jerry. Uh, You'd be 26 when you would have had her. She could be your daughter. I was very immature then. Anyway, Jerry, she's married. uh, She's 25. She's married to Chris Carlos. He is in his 50s. He is worth... One billion dollars. Wow, no kidding. So now we know how they're sitting courtside. I guess we do. The man has sense. a billion dollars. He's a tan, billion too. Dollars. Good looking dude in his 50s, Jerry. Leathery skin because he hangs out in the sun and I'm relaxes sure. himself. What is his, uh, what is his trade? Shape. I don't know. I didn't Google him. What's his name? Uh, Chris Carlos. Let's see. Chris Carlos. Google Jerry. Chris Carlos, billionaire. Oh, I mean, it comes right up. Net Worth, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, What's he do, Jerry? He helps. What do all these guys do? NDC. I don't know. What is. Uh, it's going to be one of these jobs where we don't, don't know. know what it is. And meanwhile, he's got a billion dollars. He has something to do with the NDC beer division in Atlanta. Beer division? Yeah. I had a, my own beer of Bradley Brewing Company. I'm probably close to making a billion dollars myself then, I suppose. Atlanta philanthropist and alcohol distributor Chris Carlos forced oh. to leave Hawks game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Yeah. How about that? Speaking of a large money, you know that He just Patrick- bought a $25 million penthouse in Miami. Nice. Yeah. This is a weird story I, I found weird, and I'll... Maybe I could explain why to you. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Jerry, he signed a $503 million contract. Yes. Yeah, $503 million. Let's let that sink in a little bit. He and his fiancée, Brittany Matthews, just purchased a new home. The home cost $1.8 million. Good for them. That'd be like you buying a $3,000 house. Um. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at it as Isn't that unbelievable. I'm how looking much at it like, she spent or didn't spend. Have you looked at the home, though? No, it's a beautiful home. But what beautiful. I'm what I'm saying, it's like the equivalent of a regular person driving to work right now, uh, buying a house, a beautiful house for three thousand dollars. It is, but I, you're yes, in theory, you think you're he gets a mortgage right. on that. No, he pays cash. Oh. In theory, you're right, except for the fact that it's in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He's in Missouri. Number one, yeah. number two. It's a beautiful home. And but it's not gigantic. Like, th- it's not what I... No. It's, not, it's, it's reasonable. But I'll say this. What else do you need? Like... I don't know. It just, no, it he's just... He's got... How cool that must have been. What an easy transaction. Yeah. He's smart. one five-hundredth of your yeah. contract. It's called No Stress Living. Yeah. He's got an in-ground pool. He's got a hot tub. He's got a rose garden. Beautifully landscaped. It's beautifully landscaped. He's got a, how about this? He's got a 1,200-square-foot gym. Nice. I mean, the bedroom is 1,200 square feet. That's bigger than my condo. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, you're not wrong. I understand what you're saying. He makes a gazillion dollars. He could go. But if he's happy, it's all he needs. No, but I was just thinking how cool that would be to buy a house that is one five hundredth of of your, your contract. Yeah, it's called our car. <laughs> That's not even true. Not even. It's not <laughs> even true. Would you say one five hundredth? So yeah. that would be like, you know, spending five bucks. It'd be like you know how you, you pay to park on the street, like yeah. ten dollars or whatever it is? There, you bought a house. You bought your home. 
Well, let's figure it this way. So he got five. It's is it that? It's not that. Well, it's not one because you got to think his yearly salary. You're thinking about the the ten year contract. Yes. So you got fifty million. It's yeah. Not even it's one twenty fifth of his of his take home. It's one twenty fifth no, 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 no. of gross. his one year salary. Right, gross. not his net. So figure I still is, don't know what that means. I still don't know gross and net. Well, net is what you take home. You're at the actual money in hand. So gross is like if I said the gross um, is your salary. Gross is uh, my salary. The right. Net so he grosses is what I take fifty home. million a year. He's going to take home twenty five million after taxes and fees. That's his net. Net. Gross. Because right. I listen to Dave Ramsey and he'll go like, oh, what's your what's your salary? Oh, I'd love for you to call him. And the I people don't know, are sir, always could like. Could you explain to me the difference? <laughs> How old are like, you? Uh... I'm 51. I don't know the difference <laughs> between gross and net. <laughs> Click. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Only you. This is the type. Now, you know how you always say when when I talk about Dave Ramsey and finances that he's unrealistic with like your your home, your mortgage payment should be well, one yeah. quarter of your take-home pay. Different Patrick parts Mahomes of the country. Patrick following it. Well, because he can. <laughs> There's not many people out there that can. Yeah. You know, his, and Dave Ramsey's great, and we've talked about him on the podcast forever, and I listened to him yeah. for a long time. I don't anymore because I, I got too Financial, frustrated. Financial. Uh, I got too uh, frustrated radio. listening to him. I, yeah. I couldn't take it anymore when he would tell you, Listen, you're living beyond your means. Here's right. what you're going to do. You're going to spend $900 on your home and you're going to you're going to put a put aside $125 a month for your car. Great. I no, you should not have a car payment. That would you have to pay right, cash okay. for a car. I forgot, right. A car payment right, so silly it, in his mind. Yeah. He says that you your mortgage payment for those of you listening out there should be no more than one quarter of your monthly take-home right. pay. I right. mean, that's got to be there's got to be a handful of people listening that do that. I would I would think that's probably true too. And what they t- and what he'll tell you to spend is like you can basically rent a room. Yeah, you know, as we, different parts of the country. You know, we have property taxes here in New Jersey that you don't have in Wyoming. Right. You know that kind of factor, and also coming from a guy who's made millions upon millions of dollars, like it's easy to sit on the mountaintop and tell everybody below you what you should do. Mm. Now, how about you come down and show people what they can do? Right, it's a big difference. That's like Tell me. Sit, that's like me sitting there and say, sitting here and telling people, even though I can't myself. You really, if you're smart, you should save fifty percent of your paycheck for your retirement. That'd I mean, honestly, awesome. if you want to have a great retirement, mm-hmm. I would set aside fifty percent of your paycheck every yes. time you get paid. Good, yeah, no kidding. Nobody can do that though. <laughs> Morons. Honestly, I know that's my favorite word lately. You more. I God. love it. I love when you punctuate. A sentence at the end, you go, you morons. Well, I did it the one time. What can I tell you? Well, I do it a lot, actually. I love the word. Idiot, moron. Those words are fun to me. You like dummy. Yeah, dummy. You feel like dummy will never get you in trouble. Right. Because you couldn't go to my boss and say, Al called me a dummy, and then he'd take it serious. Perhaps Mickey Calloway's defense is, I said yummy. Yes, I said yummy. How childish is that? Stupid. Speaking of our boss, Jerry, Mr. Mark Chernoff. I got to tell you, announced yesterday he is retiring from day-to-day operations at WFAN. I was sad when I read this. In a couple of months, I believe this is going to. But go according on to Neil Best, not retiring. Retired. Yeah, so what, uh, Neil Best was confusing me. Well, so what did he write? Anybody? He, d- he just wrote not retiring, but stepping down from his day-to-day operations at WFAN. So he'd be more of an overseer then. So he's not leaving. Not sure. That I don't know. 
I was, Maybe. A, I was a little confused. I read the company's uh, statement, and then I read Neil Best, and I was confused. All right. Well, maybe you can book Mr. Chernoff at some point in the next week to clarify this. But he's not leaving any. Like he's. It seems like this is going to be months down the. You know, later this year, sometime. Okay. Well, that's. I was still not sad right now. He didn't put it. in his. He didn't put in his two weeks' notice. No, I hear you. I just, there's. I know progress and things change and and all that. But I don't know. I felt like Mark would always be here. Yes. Jerry, the man's worked with uh, Carton and Roberts, Boomer and Carton. Boomer and Geo, Al and Jerry show, Mike and the Mad Dog. How about Stern and Imus? Don Imus, Howard Stern. I like the fact that you just put me and you in the same sentence. <laughs> WNEW in the in a, in their heyday, Jerry. One oh two seven WNEW in their heyday. Ninety two three K Rock in their heyday. Hall of Fame career. Classic. Is he rocks, in a broadcasting Hall of Fame, Eddie? I do not know. Oh, he's got to be. He's a first ballot gotta, Hall of Famer. I think we have to make a push. I don't, how do we nominate him? Well, he's got to be. I this think we is, just did. Yeah. All right. This well, is there it. you go. nominated. If not, we have to look into that because he no, should I'm be sure in he's the in. Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Has to be. Maybe you, you got to retire before you get in. Like Derek <laughs> like Jeter had to retire. Player? Yeah, like a baseball player. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I will check. How about this? Let's take a break. We'll hear from Amy. I'm going to check the requirements for the Broadcasting Hall of Fame because right. we need to get Mark Chernoff in if he's not uh, already. Quick break, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you Boomer and Geo at the top. But first, a Radio.com Sports Minute with the great Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a lot of Mickey Calloway coming up. Of course, uh, the Knicks did lose last night. Boomer and Gio at the top. Just real quick, Al, we need to get Mark Chernoff in the Hall of Fame. He's not in. I don't know how he's not. All right, we'll get and him in. you don't need to be retired because you know who went in in 2013 and is still working? Boomer Sison. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. My main man, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is not a Hall of Fame broadcaster. He's a Hall of Famer, Jerry. No, he's compiler. Not. He's, he's a, a compiler. He's a financial guru. He's not, yeah, a, but, he's not a broadcasting Hall oh. of Famer. He's a broadcaster, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Howard Stern, Dave Ramsey. Oh, stop. Please. He's not in the Hall of Fame either, by the way. All right. How is Howard um, Stern not in the Hall of Fame? The whole, none of it makes sense, Jerry. Uh, John Boy, who rose to fame, Jerry, on the internet for breaking down all the Astros stuff. Remember yeah. their sign stealing? Uh, he's put together a terrific video on LeBron James versus the fans last night. Okay. I, I saw the whole interaction. You could hear the whole interaction. I don't hear LeBron calling that woman a B. What I do hear is LeBron pointing to her husband and saying, it was that old steroid ass over there. <laughs> <laughs> And he was laughing. That's awesome. LeBron did was legitimately having a good time with it. I'm telling you, he was laughing because he saw them throwing the girl out, and he goes, "Nah, it was it was that old steroid ass over there first. He is one of the absolute best athletes figures that we've ever seen. That is tremendous to have fun with them like that, and then for her to spew that crap afterwards, which wasn't true. If she, if I'm the Hawks, banned for life. Jerry, she called him. A very bad word on her post-game um, video. This is the week oh, to be listening in the 8 a.m., 1 p.m., and 5 p.m. hours.